Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya Biz with Kukuletum Fopi on Kaya FM 95.9. A very special edition of the show that we have for you this evening and we certainly hope that you'll be participating, but I am so excited. We've got literally the heartbeat of the South African economy here with us, entrepreneurs as well as founders and owners of small and medium enterprises as we give you the first of our conversations leading into understanding more about the political agenda that South Africa has as we speak to political party leaders about their manifestos specifically specifically zoning in on small business development as well as the enhancement of the South African economy. So you are more than welcome as listeners to participate in this conversation. We've got three leaders from the EFF, from the ANC, from the DA, and of course an audience of entrepreneurs who themselves will be posing questions to these leaders here today. If uh, you would like to keep track of the conversation, do follow us on social media at KaiFM Talk. Use the hashtag KaiaBiz. Don't forget to tweet me as well at Gukumfupi. Very briefly on the markets though today, even though that's not our major focus, we have closed in negative territory, just weaker by half a percent. On the currency front though, still looking a lot firmer. 13.99 to the US dollar is how we fare. But let's get straight into our conversation for today. Well, Afropolitans, as mentioned, a special edition of our conversation today. What are political parties saying about small business? We've got three leaders here today. DA being represented by Makashu Legana, who's a DA spokesperson for basic services. The EFF being represented, being represented rather by Mandi Samashekho, chairperson of the Gauteng for the Economic Freedom Fighters, and the Minister of Small Business representing the African National Congress, Minister Lindiwe Zulu. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep it short and sharp, given that we have limited time, but we really want to get into the understanding and ethos of uh, political parties and how they fare against each other in developing small and medium enterprises. Now, let's set the numbers straight firstly so that we all have a clear understanding of the facts and the figures, but the Small Business Institute in June of last year did reveal that the South African formal business, small business sector that is, only uh, manages to uh, have at least 250,000 formal institutions which have been established. These institutions comprise of 98% of all formal businesses in South Africa. Yet, we have an unemployment rate of 27% and small and medium enterprises only account for 28% of the formal workforce. It's quite clear that we have a challenge. Business confidence also taking a slump and the prospects for positive economic growth are still being challenged by issues like load shedding and just this weak environment of ongoing investment in our business space. I'd like to firstly start off with uh, getting an understanding of the uh, SMME engagement and policy framework from the various leaders, but really digging into uh, some of the ideals that have come through from uh, the uh, structures that you've put in place. Minister Zulu, we'll start off with you by getting an understanding firstly with regard to the ANC's engagement with SMMEs. We do know that according to uh, your policy framework, SMMEs, cooperatives, as well as the development of township economies remains quite important to you. How have we fared thus far? We're not really yet where we're supposed to be considering the fact that globally small and medium enterprises uh, contribute quite largely 80 to 90 percent to the GDP of the, the different countries first and foremost. Secondly, we must also appreciate the fact that comparing us with those countries is a good thing because then we put pressure on ourselves. But we mustn't forget the history and the fact that those countries, they've long been free. Small and medium enterprises have long been exercised 
realizing their their possibilities and the governments of those countries have long been focusing on small and medium enterprises we didn't focus as much as we were supposed to do despite the fact that we passed the legislation and everything but south africa's history is that of big business monopolizing and all so the change now has to be that we need to focus on creating a conducive environment sure. for small and medium enterprises across the board legislation regulation and everything that needs to be done red tape and all that let's jump access in there to Minister, finance, because access as to you say access to finance and access yeah. to markets using a Gauteng specific example given uh, our regionality and the region of the area that we broadcast in last year the premier david makura had mentioned that there will be a provincial bank that will be established to provide additional support for entrepreneurs as well as uh, funding however this is yet to take place. Where have we fallen wrong and just exactly uh, where are we within the process of establishing? Here's the bottom line. To set up a bank in South Africa, government can pass the legislation, but the banks that are monopolizing in South Africa are four big banks. So, but do we and have the bank? Can the we establish that if the, if the bank is in Well, place? we don't have the bank because f uh, establishing a bank, you don't wake up in the morning in sure. two years and say you're going to establish a bank. There's a whole sort of processes and regulations that you need to go through. But of course, we are government and therefore being government it means that we've got to do everything we can in our power to push for that bank. But there is a pushback at the same time. That's why it's not just about Gauteng uh, when it comes to bank. It's about anyone else who wants to start a small bank, whether it's cooperatives, whether it's uh, whatever. The environment must be created for those banks to function and operate. You've seen what has happened. Uh, we, we talk about the bank that collapsed. Never mind the fact that there are people who have to be taken to, to task for the collapse of that bank. But the bottom line is that that bank needed to be supported differently than the way we supported it. It needed to get money differently than the way it got money from So if people. government isn't great at funding, how then do we need to adjust the red tape? And are there any policies it, that have come you to know, your when it table comes to that banks, need desperate attention? When it comes to bank, it's not about the government putting setting up a bank. Only the bank regulation is, is, is highly regulated in South Africa and many a times it then creates it a difficulty because you've got also got big banks that are, that are fighting mm -hmm. that space, but at the same time you You've got a lot of people who are unbanked that we need to pay attention to. Minister, I'd like to pass that on now to Sismandisa of the AFF yes. uh, to give us some feedback on that. And maybe still building up on the element with regarding to financing, because that's usually alluded to as the first point of entry for any entrepreneur or SMME to survive. Yes. EFF has a very strong stance on financial institutions and yes. has actually called for their nationalization. Precisely. Given that we see the pressure, the legislative environment, and of course, the difficulty in accessing capital, how is the EFF going to do this differently? There's no one who's stops the government from establishing a bank or any other company for that matter. The government currently has a state mining company. They just haven't used it because they prefer to have, you know, a certain type of relationship with business. Business requires consistency. They require um, a very clear policy framework. Mm. They're not saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Let's deal with the issue of the state bank. The state bank was stopped as far back as 94 when the National Party outplayed the ANC by adjusting financial regulation to say the government may not establish a bank.
And so that's the only thing that needs to be done. You need to change that law. It's a law. It needs to be changed. Sure. Pretty much like the labor broken law. But does changing the law actually guarantee any kind of implementation? And yes. From it the depends EFS on who is doing view. it. It depends on who's doing it. We cannot be put in a position where we must defend the incompetence or the hesitation of the African National Congress. We have put forward a strong motion for land to be expropriated without compensation. Everything is dependent on land. Why? Because the current banks, the five or four big banks in South Africa, are monopolizing the property sector. And you can't stop them. The only way you can stop them, that SMMEs can benefit from cheaper property rates, affordable electricity, is if the state intervenes and gets into that economic sector and actually introduces its own state um, retail bank as well as other types of state banks to offer um, low interest rate loans um, to SMMEs, especially black SMMEs owned by women and the youth. And so the issue of the state bank and the issue of uh, nationalizing the reserve bank is pretty much related to the issue of interest rates because what is allowing the banks now to do as they wish with interest rates and just have uncapped interest rates is precisely because the state is not intervening. And I'd like to challenge you on that because we have seen uh, elements where the state is actually participating in many of these key institutions and sometimes it doesn't necessarily lead to a successful outcome. How do you respond to that? And most importantly, uh, given the environment as to where we are, uh, being South Africa having a capitalist state, doesn't that fundamentally shift the economic Let's be very clear that it's not true that the state is incapable of running business. The state itself is a business. If you don't take your business seriously the way the current government is doing and allows all sorts of corruption in procurement, all sorts of corruption even in employment where you have ghost employees, etc., then you're going to have a crisis. But if you have a state that has governance frameworks that it takes seriously, you have a state that can implement the current amendments on the Auditor General's Act that allows the Auditor General to go straight for prosecution where they find fault instead of dilly-dallying in councils and legislatures arguing about this, that and the other. So what you require for the state to operate, please don't intervene, I need to finish this point. You have a company called Airports Company of South Africa, which for a very long time, by the way, was run by a female. And at the time when it was run by that particular female, it had the highest profit uh, rates that it posted. That money goes back to the Department of Transport. Had the Department of Transport been responsible, they could have used that money and put it into something called a sovereign wealth fund, which is what we have proposed, which you can use to build entrepreneurial capacity for black youth and specifically black women. I'm not leaving out black men, of course. I'm simply saying the highest pressure in terms of economic empowerment is within the black youth and black female base. And so if you take SMMEs and you take them seriously, you'll be able to utilize revenues that come from successful government activity and fund entrepreneurs who can do what? Innovate product. Because we don't want to push, you know, your, your brokerage type of businesses. We need our economy to produce everything that we wear and eat and use for ourselves. And your point is very clear there. I, I do want us to bring in uh, the DA representative, Makashula, to actually build up on these elements, of course, surrounding funding, of course, getting clarity and certainty with regard to the policies that have been implemented and driving economic participation. There's something that Mrs. Mandisa mentioned. Black females and of course the youth participation the da has a very clear stance on uh, the uh, current implementation of the of uh, be in south africa and uh, it is being met with concern regarding the transformation agenda and diversification of skills and individuals that we're trying to address how is the da looking to continue to support individuals like the people in our audience today who are entrepreneurs but yet uh, still not ostracize them given the ills of our past 
Thanks very much, Coco. I, I have to say that, uh, you know, small business uh, development uh, is at the forefront of our agenda for change. As a DA, we believe that uh, the new jobs that need to be created in the South African economy will be created by small businesses. Therefore, we need to support small businesses. And we all know that, but how is the DA going <laughs> that, to do that? That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going, Coco. Is that uh, so one of the things that we need to do is to ensure that we cut the red tape. We need to ensure that uh, we make it much easier for small businesses when they apply for uh, for through the SAS uh, uh, requirements that it's easier there and also the there's an aspect where as a government you you are you are, you are procuring services from uh, small businesses and we need to ensure that we pay them on time so sure. the currently uh, there's a regulation that the uh, small businesses or businesses in general needs to be paid in 30 days what we as a da are proposing and we have already started implementing in the western cape is that uh, we, we pay small businesses in 21 days to each, and those ones that those departments that do not pay small businesses in 21 days then they get uh, penalized because the only way that you can get to change the mindset in the government insofar as uh, when we procure services from small businesses is to ensure that the departments and the head of departments, the director generals that do not pay in time, they get penalized. Because Kashula, your points are clear, sir, and I do understand they form part of the six points that the DA does have in order to cultivate entrepreneurship. However, to get back to the theme uh, and question at hand regarding the development of black South Africans within the business space and entrepreneurship, what is the DA going to do about ensuring that these individuals are no longer ostracized? So the starting position for us as a DA is that we recognize that what, what has happened to black South Africans you know, uh, it's, a, it's an injustice in an economic sense. And that's why we talk of an, an economic justice wherein we are able to, to broaden uh, the economic opportunities to, to include all black people. Because what we have now is that uh, the, in, the, in the last uh, 20, 20 years or so, the empowerment of uh, the so-called black economic empowerment has, has benefited the few. And so what to avoid it benefiting the few, how is it going to help Kukuletu Inc.? No, we need, we need, we need. I want to understand the DA's policy and the DA's focus to ensure that you are not ostracizing black people so, from so business. It, it starts with the, with the procurement and the support. So one of the things that uh, maybe you're talking about with regard to the banks is that you, you've got a lot of development finance institutions that sits in, in government. Almost every department in government has got a development uh, finance institution and we need to relook at how they are able to assist because you cannot have a situation where, for instance, uh, human settlement at the national level has got a six uh, development finance institutions. Each one's operating independent from the other. Therefore, you need to review in order to support and ensure that you are able to offer the, the finance. It's not like we, we, we lack money sure. to, to support small businesses. The money is there, but then we are, it's all over the place and there's no oversight that's provided on this development finance. We'll have to pause it there for a moment and we will get some feedback from our entrepreneurs to hear what their thoughts are regarding the uh, direction going forward and some of the policies that have been currently implemented. A very special edition of the show that we have today giving you insight into what political parties are saying about small business development. Now, there's a myriad of topics that we can uh, delve into, but of course, to en enlighten us on some of the challenges that entrepreneurs are facing, we've got a few audience members here who are individuals who run their own entities, who have founded their own establishments and continue to contribute to South Africa's economy by employing other people and, of course, producing their goods and services here. So we respect you, we salute you, and we thank you for making the time to be here today. I like to refer to them as my people, as some of them <laughs> have been interviewed here on Kaya Biz and of course many other shows that we have and they will be directing their questions to uh, the three representatives of the EFF, the DA and the ANC that we have here in studio. Without wasting
wasting any more time. We'll start with our first entrepreneur. If you could introduce yourself, ma'am, and uh, direct your question to any of the specific leaders that you have before they respond. My name is Padzani. My name is Padzani. I'm from Exodus Factory. We are designers. We manufacture and supply quality clothing for retail, uniform, and the like. So our specialized uh, skills are usually the pleating type of business, which is very rare skilled. Sure. And covering of belts and buttons. On your question? On my question is directed to, to Lindy West, Zulu. Zulu. Oh, Lindy West, Zulu. Yeah, Minister, yes, of small business development. You can go ahead. I'm Lindy Zulu. I'm your mom. I'm just concerned about the disability of the institution at the DTI. Like, I know this, you were heard, this something called the BBSDP. I found those incentives very disabled, like they're dysfunctional totally. No matter how much your idea or what you're doing is good, no, no, it's like nobody cares or they're just demoralized. People in there demoralized and it demoralizes entrepreneurs. I survived because I've got the will to do it and I can just say God maybe is the one. If besides him, I don't think I would have managed to be where I am with the way that the DTI is not supportive. There are other things that the government has done for, for, for me, I must say, the CEDA has disabled me, GP has disabled me, but when it comes to BBSDP, Lindy was once even given me an email, I sent an email, from there you just have to be running after her. Like, is there nothing you can do to just say, if there's a person who needs, and you refer, because you are a busy woman, obviously, why can't you just say, refer us to other people and make sure that whatever this person is looking for, they get them, or you even follow up, but Perfect. you just throw, you guys just throw us into the wolves and Perfect. expect us to get out A valid somehow. question. We'll allow the minister to respond, and I guess uh, referring to the BBSDP program, that's Black Business Supplier Development Program that you're speaking to specifically. Minister, you can go ahead and respond. Uh, yes, I, I must uh, say that uh, the entire South Africa is chasing that uh, BBDSPD uh, program, which sometimes becomes a, a, a problem because there's thousands and thousands of people that we need to respond to. But we have to respond to you. That's a fact. I can take your details after that because if I gave you my details, ask a lot of people, I respond. I I, I forward to my department. I'm expecting my department, the people that are under that program, to respond to you because this is how it works. There's me, who is the minister, who goes everywhere. There's the department and that particular program that needs to be focused. By the way, let me also say to you, when you say CIFA or CIDA helped you, that's part of us. That's us. It's our department. We run that department. And, and, and when, when, when you, you, you apply to this particular uh, uh, program, there's a long process, which unfortunately for us has to be a long process because the entire country is looking. We've just got to make sure that uh, people that get the support, they get the support because sure. they've got... Uh, the, so I can take her details after that. I always do that. I take the details and I go back to the department and I must apologize to you if you've been chasing uh, the department because chasing me is like chasing a missile to be honest with you. Minister, because I'm one minister there. and then there is a department which is supposed to follow 
follow up. So I'm not sure in her case exactly. whether she got, she said she didn't get the response from myself, but she should have gotten a response from the department. Just very briefly, can you respond to how your department and maybe even the party itself is actually looking to respond to these slow responses that a lot of entrepreneurs actually have? Are you yes, dealing with the administrative That's one of our biggest problems. We're trying to find a better system, which is a desktop system that can be able to respond. Because as a department, we're a new department. We don't even have the call center like every other department where things come in and they are processed. We are still dependent on people calling ourselves. And, and then we, for, therefore, we're saying in the next five years of, of the experience of five years of the department and the demand yes. that is there, the demand is, is huge. We've reached others. We haven't reached others. But if CEDA or CIFA has reached her, the it's Department of Small department. Business Development has therefore reached her. And it's not DTI anymore. It falls under the Department of Small Business Development. Perfect. Sidestepping a bit from the markets and giving you some insight into uh, how, again, the elections will influence and sway. Uh, the outcomes of small business development and uh, the economic trajectory that we have in South Africa. We have entrepreneurs who have joined us here in studio going to question uh, some of the political leaders who are here who are sharing insight as to uh, what their manifestos say about SMME engagement and their policies to enhance economic growth and participation in this regard. We've got another entrepreneur with a question. Welcome, ma'am. Please go ahead with your question if you could Thank keep you. it. Thank uh, you. My name is Mpusikweli. I'm a founder of an online retail store called SintuOnline.com. We sell African heritage-inspired clothing to Africans living um, in the diaspora. So the fourth industrial revolution is here, and my question is directed to all of you. And it's what active role are you going to take to ensure that we catch up to the rest of the world uh, in terms of the digital world and e-commerce in particular, and more so to uh, Minister um, Lindiwe Zulu, how will you ensure there's increased participation of women in particular within the fourth industrial revolution? Thank you so much for your question, Mpo. I think we'll start with you, Makasha. Just to Makashule. 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 Oh, excuse me. I'm not saying anything. Let's get your response very briefly as we make our way down the panel. Uh, yeah, no. Th- so thanks for the question. The, the important thing with regard to the skills development and access to uh, the market, especially as uh, the as you spoke about the e-commerce and digital, is to is to get a lot more in terms of uh, also entrepreneurs from uh, across uh, across the globe because e-commerce is not like you'll be based in South Africa. You are operating in a global environment, and one of the thing, things that we are advocating for as a DA is that you need you need almost have a, a startup visa for uh, entrepreneurs and investors, foreign investors, to come and share their skills and knowledge with South African entrepreneurs. They get to partner with South Africa so that you can be able to access not only the South African market, because if you are in an e-commerce in a digital space, you can access other markets in in the globe, and there needs to be that sharing of the skills. And we need to make it possible by having what we call a, a, a growth fund you know for, for, for small businesses is that what the da plans to do i'd like to keep it specific to your yes, that, that's, that's why when when i was talking about the the feasibility of a, a whole range of development finance institutions so that we've got a single growth a, a business a single business growth fund that's going to assist even to respond to the challenges that the uh, small businesses in the in the in the fourth industrial revolution space are, sure. going, are going to to face so that's what we are talking about sis mandisa your response 
Well, essentially because uh, research and development functions in the state have been eroded, one of the key things the EFF is going to do is establish research and development institutions, re-establish them where they are not there. We have the CSIR and we have in the medical sector, we have some, but there are some sectors, new sectors of the economy that have none. And ICT is central to the EFF's um, uh, idea and vision for how to run a proper socialist state. The state needs to invest in the development of ICT right across the board, whether it's robotics, artificial intelligence, the entire value chain in order to help citizens, especially SMMEs, and like we emphasized earlier, women and youth. Why? Because if the state doesn't invest, it's not going to be possible for black people to participate equitably in the economy. We know we've seen it over the last 25 years that the private sector doesn't actually invest. I was actually surprised earlier when the DA spoke about um, the state development, um, economic finance development institutions of the state having to help SMMEs. They say nothing about the private sector, which means that when it suits them, it, everything must be private. And then when it suits them, we must put the burden of development on the state. And that is wrong. So essentially, that is why we want to intervene from an EFF point of view so that um, platforms are accessible to black businesses and they don't have the burden of having to invest on their own and research and see where to get technologies that support their businesses, especially on the manufacturing side, because as you know, our economic policy is premised on industrialization. Sure. Minister Zulu, if you could respond and perhaps also give us feedback as to if there are any alignments with some of the other departments um, to ensure uh, that the fourth oh, industrial relations... Absolutely. I think you all heard recently the president already announced a special commission that's going to be dealing with looking into the fourth industrial revolution and its impact in a variety of areas of South Africa's uh, society, from schools to manufacturing to everything. So that commission is in place and part of that commission has also drawn in uh, people who are in the private sector as well as in the academic sector, one. Secondly, from a women's perspective, my department especially, Department of Small Business Development, has been working with the CSIR in particular to empower women I can make one program, which is a women in maize. We said women cannot just be told this is women in maize. We need to work with uh, CSIR so that they can help the women to understand what is the process of maize. How do you process? How do we plant? When do you plant? And all those things. Minister uh, Naledi Pando, especially when she was Minister of Science and Technology, I can guarantee you one of her biggest mantra has always been putting more money in research and development because she was very very clear about the fact that if you don't put money in there, all your other economic uh, aspects are not going to really succeed. Sure. The department in spe specifically decided that CEDA must be the one that runs the incubation programs that are looking into the fourth industrial revolution and how that is going to be impacting on your small and medium enterprises especially. I want to follow up on this one because I'm looking across the room and I'm even looking at yourselves as representatives. All of us have some kind of cell phone in our hands. Mm -hmm. When will we get to a point where I can register my company on an app on my phone, pay my taxes through that app, uh, and also uh, receive additional government services. An open question, but yes. I think a lot of that is happening. Already. Look, I think um, let's let's, let, let's debunk. It's this. not happening to the level at which it's supposed to yes. be. I mean, look, you can even apply for your passport online now. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you don't have to go and queue. No, it's not. Look, let me. I wanted to interject the minister quickly. Mm -hmm. Let me give an example of the the horror that we experienced in Gauteng. They established a department which they called ICAV, um, allegedly to do exactly what I was saying earlier, to establish robotics uh, training and to capacitate young people to be able
able to offer that service through government. But that entire budget to the excess, in excess of 1.3 billion was looted. And in fact, we're getting information now about the extent of the corruption that went in. Mm. And that is the critical problem. You can establish all finance development institutions. You can have all the glorious plans that you put in place. The state can invest. But when there's corruption, you won't be able to implement any of those things. It's precisely what led to Kudzani's question, yes. which she's saying that it should be a simple thing. You should be able to go online, apply for a service, and you should be able to get an electronic response telling you exactly when you're going to get what, what you must do next, etc., etc. But the minister couldn't respond to that. Why? Because she knows if she doesn't take personal responsibility, go and push and shove somebody in the department. The I'm rest of the officials the who are employed there, that's their job. It should be mm. easy for them to process Kudzani's uh, request. And that is where the yeah, EFF's emphasis is on cleaning up governance structures, making sure the NPA reports directly to Parliament, fixing up the police, fixing up the hawks, fixing sure. up the entire criminal justice system because nothing is going to work and nothing will be delivered for as long as our money is falling through the cracks at the extent that it is. Perfect. But Mr. we should Can ask ourselves the question. We should ask this ourselves the question: Why is it falling through the cracks? It falls through the cracks because, as com as society of South Africa, my view, my personal view, is that all of us in the value chain must understand what we need. To. It's one thing for me to receive what I receive and push it and push it to people who are not taking responsibility. It's for the state now, and we realize now, quite frankly, that we've been good at putting systems in place, but we have not done very well in telling our own people who are behind the desk to respond to her. The one 100% sure of, everybody can tell you what you need to do. But the problem is I need to make sure that that is carried without force. If you are a civil servant, you don't need to tell the minister what to do. And this is the problem that we have. This is what the government of the African Congress to wake up to. This is what our own communities also have to need, need to wake up to that. So there's a chain. Exactly. There's a chain that needs to be appreciated and assisted to appreciate that when you are sitting in the job, you're doing it for her. You're not doing it for yourself because you're going to earn your salary. That's my frustration. They're going to earn their salary at the end of the month. They're going to get everything. And these entrepreneurs are still going to be standing out crying because they haven't got the rest. A critical point yes. that you mentioned, uh, Makashuli will come back. No, Makashule is a great one. Let me just say this. Innovation will never be driven by government. Oh, yes, it's the small business true. people yeah. with ideas that will drive innovation. Yes. So, for instance, the people that will need to create the apps that you are talking about sure. is the people sitting here. Mm -hmm. You cannot look at the at government as the one that will drive innovation. We need to create an environment where small create businesses, the apps, bring they, them can to be government. they can be able to, to then yeah. uh, uh, deliver to, 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 to the people, create I the environment. That's, that's what government's role is. Government Fantastic. is not in the business of owning banks or But it's good innovation. enough to fund SMEs. We've got uh, Makashule Ghana, who's a DA spokesperson for basic services, uh, Sismandisa Mashekho, who's the chairperson of Gauteng for the EFF, and Minister Lindiwe Zulu, who is the Minister of Small Business of the ANC, all giving us insight as to what the various political parties uh, have to say around small business development as well as uh, economic projections and growth here in South Africa.
We also have a variety of entrepreneurs who are in the house. Many of them have uh, been either profiled on Kaya Biz, have had interviews on uh, Kaya FM, or of course have an affiliation with us on the station. So we really are bringing their conversations to the fore, not just uh, uh, leaving them at the sidelines. Representing industries such as fashion, beverage creators, mining, as well as um, uh, metals, beauty and wellness also represented in the room, as well as online retailers here. But we've got a follow-up question. This one focused on uh, procurement. Hello, award winner. I won't say where you won your award, but you are contributing to South Africa's economy so much so that you were recognized at the South African Premier Business Awards in the SMME category. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, and greetings to everyone. I think just quickly, um, I think just to the minister, um, quickly, um, I think, so my name is Bulelani Balabala. I run an organization called T-Township Entrepreneurs Alliance. I mean, been running for the past four and a half years. Uh, most of it's self-funded. Mm -hmm. uh, many times we reached out to the department and other organizations, no funding support. National footprint, we're doing the work of the department in essence where the department is not visible, we are visible there. But I think to me, to, to, to what you were talking about now recently, Minister, to then say that you'd need to chase people, wouldn't it work better if in institutions that are focused on entrepreneurs that you get entrepreneurs to come in and work with entrepreneurs because it becomes a big frustration because there's people that are either pushing a political agenda or that are in for other different reasons and they sure. don't have an entrepreneurial understanding and then i think lastly of the three political parties that are here currently we're talking about what you guys would do if you're in government and what the government is currently doing um how much of how much of your procurement is coming currently mm -hmm. for these elections from black organizations because i run a printing and branding company we've been shut down many years and we've got the machineries and the scale so to the da to the eff to the anc how much of that is going to smmes perfect thank you so much for your question Bulelani. minister if you could respond and keeping it brief for us as we make our way through the panel yes i fully agree with you that we need to get people in 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 the offices who appreciate and have your felt needs who will be able to respond to you. But I cannot lie and say that it's possible to reach everybody. Mm. It's, it's an impossible situation to reach everybody. You've got to be honest that you'll reach as many. As the many who are sitting here, there's other many who can say, I'm here because the Department of Small Business Development was able to fund me with this amount of money. It's not possible to reach everybody, but it is our responsibility to reach as far as we can. Also, the budget is a constraint. It's not like you're sitting with a huge budget. You've got a huge budget constraint, and we hope hoping that in the next um, coming administration, which the president has, himself has said, that small and medium enterprises are at the top of everything and therefore it means we must upscale sure. our support. As to how much of uh, 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 the procurement yes. comes from, I, I cannot give the figure now, but I'm sure you can see the t-shirts that we have now, none of those t-shirts are coming from China because we are making it a point that we're saying, let them be produced here. You might find that if you look at even the quality of our t-shirts and all, uh, it's because we're trying by all means Perfect. to procure locally. Local is lacquer for us and as political party ANC, we need to make sure that happens. The EFF procures majority of its um, needs from black companies where we don't do it ourselves because as you know we're a small uh, organization we're almost six years old so we don't really have that much money we rely a lot on um, external funding and donations from other people but we are well known to pay on time in fact we prepay all the bus companies that we use for our rallies for instance are black owned companies at you know at worst we'll have 50%? an Indian company way more females? than 
over 80 percent okay yes so building up on that Makashula? a significant a significant part of our budget um, goes to black owned businesses how much is significant 50 percent 20 percent so so for instance I, let me talk of what i control i i also run elections of the of the da in in soweto and all the procurement that we do whether it's a sound system whether it's transport whether it's catering whether it's a printing we do it for uh we use suppliers from soweto because i insist that uh, we need to uh, also procure uh, from uh, small businesses that's what that's what we, that's and what i'm doing as, a, as an election head in soweto in soweto yes so and you say all, all, so that means all, all my suppliers for all the activities that i do in soweto are suppliers from soweto sure the positive response let's get your uh, question ma'am hi my my name is tandy Kuili from lilita group i just want to ask all the political parties represented here today um are we soon going to see a representation or institutions of business support or funding institutions being located in the rural areas so that entrepreneurs that are from those areas don't have to come to the big cities to get support. Makashule, let's start with you, then Sismandisa, and then come to uh, Minister Zulu. Thanks. Thanks for that question. So one of the of the offers that the DA has, because we not only govern in Johannesburg and so on, we also govern rural municipalities, for instance, in, in Midvale and other parts of, of the Western Cape, is we also have uh, the business support uh, departments within those local municipalities so that we are able to reach uh, the small business owners, the entrepreneurs in those localities, so that not everything must happen in Jobek because we do need to decentralize the South African economy so that it reaches everyone in this country and not base everything in Gauteng or, or in the Western Cape. That's what we are doing where we govern at the moment because we are not only sure. an opposition party, we are part of government. Sure. Yes, the EFF, as you know, we've uh, committed to establishing special economic zones in every province. And the only province where we didn't highlight that is Gauteng, for the simple reason that we need to decentralize economic activity out of Gauteng. Gauteng is way too small to continue encouraging the current um, influx into it. It just simply will not have the capacity in the short uh, time, time span. And that will mean that every department, and as you know, we don't want the provincial government structures as yes. a structure in government because it's just such a wasteful structure to have. But that means that if we have special economic zones and also special tax-free trade economic zones, it naturally means that every department that is involved with that special economic zone, because it will be a multi-sectoral um, activity, will have to have capacity to fund SMMEs and of course focusing on black SMMEs owned by uh, black women and the youth. Perfect. Minister, I'm not too sure if you want to respond to that very briefly because we do have yes, a few questions. Yes, absolutely. We think it's very important for us to do that. Are there institutions currently? There are institutions. CEDA CIFA has got more than 50 offices uh, across the country. We don't have, as a department, your provincial structures, but sure. we do have uh, uh, institutions that we work on. We Perfect. believe local economic development offices must be the ones that are empowered because Perfect. then people don't have to be calling head office <coughs> or calling Pretoria. They must be able to do that and we believe also in co-location because the co-location is also going to help so that people don't have to be running around they go to one place and find most of the things that they're looking for that is if they still have to go there we want to make sure that most of the things in future is digital and available we'll leave it there you know a question sir you can go ahead yes hi my name is mkuseli vangile from a company called simple gatherings um, I just want to find out, with over-saturated number of foreign-owned businesses in townships that are pushing black businesses out of the market, what policies are all three, com- uh, all three political parties can put into place to make sure that black businesses are economically active again? 
Minister Zulu, if, if you could actually start off with this one, because we have seen yes, a pronounced yes, level yes, of uh, conversations we, coming we, through we from the We do ANC. believe that uh, we need to step up on all the, the programs that we have in place working together with local government. But we also need to make sure that firstly, people who are here are legal, they're properly registered. We have to register businesses henceforth because many people have been operating anyhow. We believe as a department, part of what we need to do is that registration of ensuring that people are operating in areas are legal in those areas but most importantly it's about empowering our own to be able to appreciate and understand what they need to do to run their spaza shops to operate their a spa. lot of the criticism but lastly is that the foreign nationals actually don't receive any support from government no, currently they don't. And, and of course uh, this has led to them being economic contributors nonetheless to the societies that they actually serve so how are we going to get this right uh, under the current direction of the anc before i come to you makashule to give us your thoughts on migration here they don't get any support because yes. as a matter of principle we can't be supporting foreign nationals they run their own businesses they have a they found a way of doing that we want to partner ourselves with the private sector and other relevant structures that can be able to help us close the loopholes because there are too many loopholes many of them operate in the township they sure. are given the space by our own people they're supposed to rent they're sure. supported there's too many loopholes we need to close those loopholes we are limited for time Akashule, very briefly the da has very stringent requirements on migration and of course monitoring uh, foreign nationals in south africa the the, the starting point for us is that uh, all people coming to South Africa, whether they come from Switzerland, Pakistan, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, they must come here legally. They must use the gate. They must not. Uh, they must be coming here legally. But most importantly, we must make it easy for South Africans to to start businesses and not and cut the red tape because that's one of the of the big things that uh, the compliance cost for for small businesses to be able to operate to be able to register with with SARS and all these requirements sure. are making it difficult for South Africans to start businesses and that's something that we need to do right because and that's where ours, we need the tangible solutions not just saying we're going to cut red tape but we, actually implementing we, it directly. We, we are we are doing it in the Western Cape so I'm I'm not talking about things that we want to do I'm talking about things that we have started doing in uh, in in the in the Western Cape with our one-stop uh, business sure. centers that we we have implemented in Kailich and the likes where in we are seeing locals coming in and they are starting uh, flourishing businesses in, in Kailich and I'll Bilet. pause you there for a minute. Since Mondays, I'd like to come to you and also tie this in hopefully into intra-African trade. Re-intra-African yes. regional trade currently sits between 12 or 14% depending on the stats that you have, but that's another element that the EFF has pushed on. Majority strongly. of our natural resources, not just in South Africa, across Africa, are not processed in Africa. And that is causing a lot of pressure and economic competition amongst Africans, which is negative. But what we want to emphasize is that law and order must be maintained. Yes. Therefore, we have clearly stated that anyone who comes from Russia, comes from America, comes from Europe must be fingerprinted and we must know who is here because it's a purely security issue. But let's come to the business side. South Africans need to be protected, not just for business, but even for jobs, especially sure. infant industries. It's not okay for any state, any government, any country to have your low level, low barrier entry businesses um, flooded by people who are not naturally from, from that area. It but creates that a lot of, it, it creates a lot of economic pressure and competition and unhealthy competition amongst Africans. So what we need is to protect infant industries in the industrialization context that we've spoken about. Hence, our emphasis on small-scale farming, small-scale mining, 
agro-processing, even the recycling sector is an infant industry that should be protected for South Africans. There's no need for the negative competition between ourselves and our African brothers and sisters. It requires leadership at government level and it requires political leadership and responsible leadership. But we must be very careful of um, encouraging um, Afrophobic uh, or anti-African um, attitudes amongst ourselves. we have right now. Exactly. Like for me, but no basically this is way bigger than that because as a country we also need to contribute towards ensuring that the entire continent people do not are forced are not forced to leave the places where they are because they see that the opportunities South are South Africans themselves way. should be able so, to do business you know we've got a vibrant arts Absolutely. sector why are the artists Absolutely. not selling their wares all exactly. over Africa so yeah. calling for more collaboration no need for competition and certainly no need for the violence at all which is something that we don't stand by uh, as KFM and of course being representatives here uh, within the room a big thank you to each and every one of you for coming Pleasure. through uh, the uh, DA's Makashule Gana, Usismandisa uh, Masheho of the EFF and Minister Lindiwe Zulu representing the ANC and of course our entrepreneurs who've come through given us their time and probed their questions we trust yes. that you leave here encouraged and most importantly more knowledgeable about uh, the direction of making your ex come uh, the 8th of May with on Kaya FM 95.9 Rewinding Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind Visit kayafm.co.za for more